hello and welcome to Most Likely To, the podcast where the girl voted most likely to be on the real world in high school, brings you through the challenge of the real world, pop culture, and all things in between. I am Paige. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this Tuesday. Been a lot of episodes lately and you guys have been killing it at the download, so I really appreciate that. Um, Today I have an interview that I've actually been waiting to do for a while. We've had to reschedule I'm not kidding, like six or seven times, but um, she's so sweet, and I really wanted to talk to her, especially after the reunion, so I have Narice here. A lot of people loved her as a rookie. She'd been waiting to go on the challenge for a while, and you will hear that she even started reality TV in order to do the challenge because she was such a big fan, so I hope you love this interview with her. If you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, because I posted it on both places, you will see Arasio rocking the most likely to merch so definitely get your hands on some for sure um you guys i can't say too much but challenge mania has a really epic um guest coming up in june um so definitely keep your eyes out for that follow scott yeager and um derek on instagram but they have a really good guest coming up so definitely keep your eyes peeled i am really excited for this interview with narice of course i'm gonna have vanderpump up this week i will have you know the challenge world champ i'm hoping patricio will be a guest with me and dylan i know you guys love it when he comes on and i'm in boston this week and then of course we will have survivor i'll be over on dylan's channel for the bachelor and we just did perfect match so lots of good stuff for you guys i hope you're having an amazing start to your week and please enjoy this interview with narice hey girl hey how are you good how are you good um, also, I have I have a dog, so if at any chance, you know, she starts going crazy, I apologize now. Well, thanks for being here. Um, we've been trying to do this forever. You're like the busiest woman on the planet, though. I know. I'm so sorry. I feel no, like please. it just hasn't worked out, but what? we're here now. <laughs> we're here now. So, okay. Admittedly, I never watched, like, Are You the One? It just, like, wasn't my thing. But when I saw you on the poster, I was like, who is this girl? Like, I was so, so excited. And then I, they were like, it's Nelson's ex-girlfriend. I was like, ain't no way. Like, no uh, way. <laughs> I just felt like it. I, I couldn't see y'all together, but you guys vibe so well. This is better. Okay. <laughs> you, you and Nelson vibe so well together still. I think it honestly, you know, like, we, we gave it a shot romantically. Um, and I just think some people are just meant to be just friends. I think that's just what it is. Well, Kaylee came on the pod and she said that you told her like when like Nelson had cheated on her with you, but you didn't know about it. And you were just Mm -hmm. like being a girl's girl. And I'm just letting you know this happened. And like, that's kind of a badass move. Yeah, that's exactly that's actually exactly what happened. Um, If you were to ask Nelson, he would say something differently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, that's actually exactly what happened. I happened to just run into him one day in Texas and he was like trying to come back home with me and he's like I was like are you single yeah I'm single ask him like 30 times wake up the next morning boom have a Twitter DM from Kaylee like hey so like do you have any chance to know anything about Nelson being like unloyal to me like we're in a relationship and I was like well what are the odds you're texting me the next morning so I at that point I just felt like he like betrayed my trust because I asked him I'm like just be honest with me if you're going to be if like let me decide if that's what I want to do like if I want to be the other woman let me decide but if I, I I didn't want to be so I was like now you put me in a very weird position so now I'm going to tell her the truth 
Yeah, I love that. I I'm obsessed. Nelson Stay is getting exposed. Nelly, I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying he he can't get away with nothing. He should not commit crimes. I I love him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that well, I agree with. <laughs> no crimes for him. So I know that you're like a challenge fan. So how did it feel when you like? I I think you've gotten the call before, but how did it feel when you got the confirmed call? Here's your plane ticket. You're going on the challenge. I can actually admit the fact that I I definitely shed a tear or two. Um, I was so happy. I was, and like I said, for me, it was just, it was so crazy to watch everything come back around full circle because I only ever signed up to do TV to be on the challenge. Um, and so to have that opportunity to like, when I finally got that actual confirmed call, like I just, I just truly couldn't believe it. And that same day. I got called getting confirmed uh, for Playboy that I had booked the cover of Playboy. So for me, it was it was a lot of different emotions because I was so grateful and so honored that I got that opportunity. But then I got another opportunity. I'm like, what are the odds that I just had two big opportunities smacked down, like come on my plate? And now I have to make a decision of which one I wanted to do. But I, I mean, for me, it was effortless. I was like, I'm going on the challenge. Like, that's all I've ever wanted. If I could, I'll try to get Playboy again some other time. Yeah. So what are some of your like favorite OGs and favorite seasons of the challenge as a fan? Ooh, as a fan, I honestly, I will say I always love the rivals or the exes seasons only because they're always so drama filled. Like those are the seasons where you see so much like real drama. I feel like because normally, I mean, if the casting is done right, yeah, people really do hate each other. They actually don't want to be partnered together. You know what I mean? And I love seeing, I feel like those are also the seasons that you see so much growth within people so it's like it's nice to see like the drama you see the growth you see I mean obviously every season of the challenge they got the love connections um but some of my favorite people like I will always say like I loved my favorite females I'd say for me um that meant the most to me I would say it started with Nani um because Nani and I are very similar and I always felt like you know she's she's Dominican she's from New York uh, similar body type. So I was like, Oh, I, I always felt like if, she, you know, if someone small like her could do it, I was like, I could. And yeah. then so for that's kind of like the pattern. So the three women, like whenever anyone has ever asked me for however long, like goes Nani, then Ashley Mitchell, and then Amber, honestly, those are the three girls that I've always thought to myself, like, they so were more so similar to me, my body type, and they proved all three of them that it proved that size does not matter. Like, yeah. it's all within here and so for me those are those are my three girls like I grow like I said watching the challenge those are the girls that did it for me absolutely and Cara I know you're friends with Cara too and she's actually a lot smaller than people think she is like height yeah. wise too like mm-hmm. I remember when I saw her in person for the first time I'm like you are tiny like strong but tiny. I've actually never met her in person oh really yeah I've, I've, I've been friends with Polly for quite some times I've met I've never met her in person I actually was uh supposed to meet up with them in Brazil so I was looking forward to meeting her then but I actually wasn't able to go yeah no I love that that's your top three Ashley Mitchell's such a badass I love her so much she keeps it 100% real yeah I'd like to see you guys in a house together I think that would be fun I actually, the first day that I ever met Nelson, I actually met her. Um, okay. I, both at like a challenge reunion. I think it was like Dirty 30 reunion, something like it was like an after party thing. And she was one of the first people that I met uh, from the challenge. And she was the only girl that was there that was so welcoming. Mind you, 
I think Ari the one had only had one episode. So like I was a nobody. You know what I mean? And she was just so naturally nice and like welcoming. And like we like we loved each other that night. So we've been like Instagram friends and like all that since then. And I just I love people like that because I'm like, you didn't have to welcome me. But she did. She was cool. I love her. She was very she's always been so nice to me, too. So I like that you say that because like. I think that I'm pretty nice to pretty much everybody on social media for the most part. And I don't really like go below the belt, but like she didn't have to give me the time of day. And, she, you know, she came on my podcast and like we've been talking ever since. So like, like you said, she's really welcoming when she doesn't mm-hmm. have to be at all. So I like that. Like, I, you know, I feel like I, I always understand people who I feel like are misunderstood. Like I, I, I resonate with her. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I get, you know, you get a lot of hate because you speak your mind. And um, but I know that obviously we're a lot more than just the little edits that they show. I think that you are very misunderstood. And I've seen a lot of Narice hate on Twitter. And like, I don't know. But like, why? Is it because you're hotter than everybody? Like, I really can't figure out why. At this point, I feel like that has to be is like it has to be a thing of like people dealing with their own insecurities because like I get it. Obviously, that certain edits are meant to like make you not look too good. But I'm always I always wonder. I'm like, okay, so you hate me off this one little edit, but I could do 30 million things that are fucking amazing. And the one little thing that they show that's even like slightly if you like they'll take that and ride with it. And they're like, yeah, we fucking hate her. And I'm like, all right, well, then hate me then, I guess. Can't do nothing. People think you're a clout chaser. But here's the thing. Here's why I really don't agree with that. And this is just my stance. And it always has been. I've I've said it a million times. You've been very vocal that you want to be on the challenge. So how is that clout chasing because you got on it? It's not like you were like, you know what? I'm going to date Nelson for a little while because that's going to get me on the challenge. I feel like that wouldn't even be the way to get on it. You want to get on the challenge. You got to date like bananas, really. So like, it's not like you were doing that. So I just think you were honest about your intentions and you got what you wanted and maybe a lot of people didn't. So they feel some kind of way about it. I always think that that narrative of me being a clout chaser, to me, it's always been so weird because I'm like, I actually don't try to do anything. Like I really, I really, I, I, if people, people that actually know me know, like I'm just so genuinely myself, um, with even like the bad shit, like like I had said in the reunion, like take the good, the bad, the ugly. Like I truly do like myself, but I I know I'm not perfect, and I think that's kind of like I don't know. Like I said, I'm like I'm just not really worried, so I don't mind. Like I don't mind speaking my my mind. I don't mind like if I feel some type of way towards someone. I don't mind you know vocalizing that because I'm like I'm just gonna be true to me, and if you like it, you like, it. and if you don't, you don't. Like I'm never doing anything purposely or intentionally. I'm just gonna live my best life. Have you always been like so comfortable with yourself or like, how did that journey come? The journey of self-love, how did that come for you? Because you do seem very confident with yourself and very unapologetically you. And I think a lot of women struggle with that. Definitely. Uh, I will say I have always been this way. Um, people who know have known me since I was little will say like, oh, Nurice hasn't changed. Like she is the same since we were in middle school. Um, but I will say, it's, I think it's because of the environment I grew up in. Like I grew up in Maine and it just wasn't as like, it wasn't very diverse. Um, and I will say like, I came from like my, my family struggled with money. Like even growing up in like this, the schools that I went to, like, I just so happened to be in the district for like the rich kids. Mm-hmm. So now I'm forced to go to a school with no diversity. I'm forced to go to a school with 
people who have money, people who don't take the school bus to go to school, people who have their families be able to go to their events. And I'm and I had to kind of just like be like, all right, well, I'm the opposite of <laughs> I'm the opposite of all of that. And so for me, I was just like, well, I I had I literally taught myself that at a young age where I'm like, I keep sitting here comparing myself to everybody else and what everybody else has and what I don't have. I'm gonna always keep myself like everyone else is gonna keep me or just try to I guess keep me like lower. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like they're gonna yeah. they're trying to try to belittle me. And so the only person I have is me to make myself happy and to be confident and to be okay with who I am and where I'm at in life. So yeah. yeah. I mean, hell yeah. Yeah, that's hard growing up in a school that's not diverse. Like people look at you as like the outcast or like, you know, a, a lot of times people with like biracial women, they like use the word exotic, like it's a good thing. And it's like, it kind of fetishizes women in that way too. And so that's tough growing up with as well, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Like I said, for me, and I was always like, growing up, I was like, I, none of the boys ever liked me. Um, I was always too dark. I was, I was illegal. It was like a thing to like being told, like, go back to your own country. Like that was, those were the things that I constantly dealt with. And so, like I said, I had no choice but to be here and like none of the boys liked me. So genuinely like growing up, especially in middle school, high school, where you need to feel like pretty and none of the boys like find you pretty. It was like the only thing I had was to tell myself like, no, you are pretty. You are enough. Fuck what everybody else thinks. And yeah. I think that's that has always been the same. And now now as an adult, I'm like, all right, well, it's, it's the same thing. I'm like, oh, fuck you. If you don't like me, then that's fine, because I'm the only person that has to live with myself every single day. You know what I mean? 24 seven. So, yeah. And now they for sure subscribe to your spicy site for sure. Like they're subscribing. Like, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> that's always the best revenge where you're like yeah okay like oh yeah I've, I've run into a few of those boys uh afterwards like after I got out of college and everything or I even get messages now randomly through Facebook and stuff and they're like oh congrats like we always knew you were gonna do something big and I'm like no the fuck you didn't you guys were to me you guys were awful but thank you I appreciate it <laughs> right I love that no I I totally get it because it's the same like for me they're like I see you out here doing good I always knew you would do good it's like no you fucking did it you were awful to me so I totally get that so I wish that we had seen more of you as a competitor but we saw more of your social side I guess you could say um mm -hmm. Johnny. So when Johnny came on my podcast, Middlebrooks, he, you and you had had him blocked. You probably still do, but you had him blocked and you weren't communicating. I think there were times where he was blocked and you still were communicating. I yeah. get it. It's all good. He's <laughs> there were a lot of times that that's happened. <laughs> that's okay. But he was just like, I don't know what I did. And she makes these petty TikToks. And it's like, I think you know what you did. He oh, he definitely knows. This is what he said. I would like a confirmation. He said that he, you either called him or you called a girl and he was with the girl at like four in the morning and he like, Oh, he told you guys the tea. That's funny. Well, first I was telling it to you guys wrong. I can only, I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to this because I didn't even know that he mentioned any of this. I meant to mention this. I actually, so it's funny because the reunion was such a like shit show. Um, of course was like one of the main things that I had wanted to talk about when I got there just because I have felt like it was important like for myself um but it sucked the the somebody on production 
put us on the same flight. So we ended up talking it out before we got to the reunion. But um, actually what happened was we were actually in a pretty good place. Um, and there has been a, like since coming back, there's been times where I've blocked him and I have had wanted nothing to with nothing to do with him. And he will not let that be a thing. Okay. Um, he is the type like, let's say I am mad. I am. He is. He is the type to call Jay. He'll call Nelson. He'll call Olivia and complain to all of them and beg them to help him out, to help them like earn everything. And they will. They'll call me and like try to get us to be on good graces. And OK, I'll let him back in. He and did admit that. I will say that he did admit that. I think he spilled more than he intended to here. But, you know, that's OK. So, like, you know, he does that, which to me, it's it's nice to see how much effort he puts in to make sure, like, I'm still in his life. Oh, but the moment he has me in his life, it's like there's no effort to keep me there. Okay. And so he wonders why I'm constantly trying to leave. But it's like, leave me alone. Why are you wasting my time? Even as a friend, right. um, very hard for me. Like, right now, I'm really, like, I'm very, tr I'm trying very hard um, not to just talk shit on his name because um, I'm trying to be better. I know whatever Johnny and I go through, I will say, I can't necessarily say that's, that's, he's a hundred percent a fuck boy. If that makes sense. Like he's not a hundred percent a fuck boy. He just does fuck boy things. And I feel like it's just because he's not, he's still growing up mm -hmm. and things that I don't care to deal with. Um, but yeah, he had called one of my friends. We were in a place where uh, we were trying to work things. I don't even know. We were just in a good place. And um can't remember exactly what happened, but I was with one of my girlfriends. It's four o'clock in the morning and her phone is connected to her car and it rings. It stops the music. So it rings. So we all look at the dashboard and it pops up Johnny Middlebrooks. Yeah. And I'm just like, excuse me. Like you follow me, Johnny. At this point, he's not blocked. You follow me. You see that I'm with the girl because I just saw that you saw my story. So you have the audacity to call her at four o'clock in the morning, knowing that I'm with her. Yeah. And do, and do you, you think that's okay? So he got cut off after that. I didn't talk to him for months, literally up until the reunion. It had been three months because I wasn't going to deal with none of that shit. I'm like, you're a bad, you're just a bad friend. Um, reunion comes, we make, we make up, everything was cool. Uh, I will say we had like a great, like, I would consider it a vacation, I guess you would say. Um, okay. in great vacation and I feel like I don't even want to give the tea about everything that happened afterwards but I will say like we're not in like a good place anymore again um I'm realizing now um that whole back and forth is super toxic and I've been there done that before I don't care to keep doing the back and forth um I just think some people are just not meant to be in your life like some people just aren't not even meant to be some people aren't deserving of being in your life and I think that's where he's at right now. That's where I'm at right now with him. That's fair enough. Like, yeah, I mean, there really doesn't need to be any tea. Based on the pattern of everything everybody's seen, that's the tea already. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you're setting a boundary and that's okay. Yeah. Exactly. And like, honestly, like no, no hate either because um, I feel like it takes a lot more to like hate somebody and to like really feel, but like, I just, I think my eyes were just finally like really opened to Johnny Yeah, and I just realized like we're just he's not my friend I'm not his and it's okay we'll just go our separate ways and like if I see him out which most likely I will because we run it we we work with the same people and stuff like that like I'll say hi but I think that's about as far as that's gonna go that's fair enough it'll be interesting if you guys are on another season together because you know cabin fever gets the best of people I'm sure I know I uh Raven 
I loved her and then I didn't. And then the reunion happened and the interaction between you guys, I was like, wow, that's a lot. And um, you saying that your your shit is gold and all of that. What an iconic line. You know, if Wes Bergman is tweeting about that, like you have done, you have done something right. Um, so but she was trying to slut shame you. And that's really it's just not OK at all. And it's interesting that you reference like Ashley Mitchell and Nani because a lot of their competitive edge was taken away from them because they were slut shamed so much. But like you're a single girl, you're 28 years old, you can do whatever you want. Exactly. Um, and I'm glad that you're bringing up this conversation because um, truly this will be like I probably this probably will be the last podcast I do uh, talking about ride or dies um, because mm -hmm. I want to put it behind me. Right. Um did. I wanted to go live. I didn't do it. Um, I wanted to tweet. I had a bunch of tweets written out. Didn't post them. Um, but I do want to like to like clarify that entire situation because not only for my sake, but I guess some. Oh, I guess not really for Raven, but like, um, because they make it seem like we went into that in situation just like still bickering and arguing and hating each other and fighting over Johnny when that truly wasn't the case. Um. I actually went there and like the the rest of the cast, uh, pro including Raven, can say like I genuinely when they first asked me my questions about Johnny, like I straight up said, yeah, Johnny did lead her on. And mm -hmm. I know that because me and her had already talked and like even in the house, there were so many times where I went up to her and I told her like I tried to help her build a friendship with him. I tried. I truly did. So to see how much hate I've been getting saying, oh, you're not a girl's girl uh, because I told her to make friends and because I told her that she was under his ass, whatever the fuck it was that I said. But I was just like, I tried in person, in real life. As I'm arguing with her, as her and him are arguing every single day, I'm trying so hard to have her build a friendship with him, have her build something that like what me and Nelson had. Mm -hmm. um, he literally did not let it happen. And I really did try. We go to the reunion. Um, once again, I it's the same thing. I uh, never once talked down on her name. I actually was uplifting her. I kept telling, I I spoke up very loud and proud saying that Johnny was a fuckboy and that he led her on and that she was valid in the way that she felt in the house because she did go in there blindsided thinking there were going to be something more than it was. And he lied to her. You know what I mean? He led her on because he didn't know how to be honest. 100%, that's 1000% true. Where everything kind of switched was, what they don't show was that uh, they asked Raven about her tweet when she had tweeted what a, what a slut. I don't know if you had seen that. Yeah. Um, so she had tweeted what a slut. So they asked her about her tweets, asking her like, hey, why did you tweet that? She went out of her way to say, oh, I was tweeting that in regards to Tori. I shouldn't have tweeted that. But I was just feeling for Tori. And I tweeted that or whatever. She then goes to say, Nerese, I she's. I want to say I'm so sorry for tweeting that I should have never tweeted that right then and there. We're still having our moments, great moments. She then continues to apologize and says, but it's not my fault if they want to perceive you how they want to perceive you. Mm -hmm. So now the apology was just taken back and we all were like, well, the, the entire cast, we all looked at each other like, why even say Narissa, I, I truly am so sorry because of the way they perceive you. So mm -hmm. that right there, to me, that was strike one. And to me, you're not gonna get many chances with me because now I'm playing nice and I'm actually going out of my way to be very nice and have your fucking back. And now you're calling me a hoe because now you're saying, oh, it's, it's not my fault how they perceive you. Trying to give me a backhanded apology. I'm not playing with that. So let it happen. She then, then the second strike, I think after that, we weren't even, like I said, there was no money. There was no arguments after that. Everything was cool. 
And then she went out of her way again as they're asking me questions about me and Johnny, not me and Raven, asking me about me and Johnny. And she goes, oh, you've been with one, two, three. And then that was already that to me, that was strike two and that you're not getting a strike three. So, yeah, now I'm going to go off. Now you're no longer getting the nice side of me. You're no longer getting me having your back. You're, you're now I'm going to flip out on you. Right. Um, which is why everything happened. Um, and then she came up to me right after the reunion. I'm standing there talking to Tori and she comes up and she goes, Hey, just like I wish with a smile. Hey, so we're all good. Right. I literally looked at her. I said, Raven, you just called me a hoe on TV like three times. You think I'm your friend. She was like, I didn't call you a hoe. That's not how I meant that. And I said, you said how they perceive it. That's exactly what that meant. It was a backhanded apology. And I was like, I want nothing to do with you. Cameras were there. Cameras caught the whole thing. But of course, they're not going to. Whatever, you know, I feel like the edits, as long as the edits can always make me look bad, that's what they're going to choose to do. So it's like, I, you know what I mean? Like I said, I really did try. I really did try to have her back. I really didn't want to put her down. My intentions of going into the reunion was never to put another woman down. I, I truly wanted to have a good a good like kumbaya moment with her um but she didn't let it happen so i'm not I, the gloves came off and that's that you know did you make that tiktok that everybody wants to talk about before or after she called you a hoe which one the one that was posted and people are like she got slut shamed went off on her and then they made a tiktok like that's like kind of the narrative right now that it, like it's coming off like manufactured between you and raven which i i genuinely oh believe. so no 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 oh the tiktok that we made at the reunion yeah, no yeah. we all made that tiktok before that we even started filming so we all the production everybody they asked us to go to the stage and there was a lot of times where like we weren't filming yet so we had downtime. So we filmed the TikTok. They were literally rushing us. They're like, we're about to start in two minutes. We we're trying to take the TikTok. We took the TikTok, us rookie girls, because us rookie girls were like, oh, we look cute. So whatever, we took the TikTok. We all dispersed. You whatever. Boom. Reunion started. Okay. So like, yeah, in my eyes, yes, I personally still thought we were in a good place because I was never going to attack her. So we were still good at that point up until she apologized and said the backhanded apology. And then everything okay. just kind of shit from there. That makes sense. Uh, I have to ask Jordan, Johnny, Nelson, when she said all this, you went off. Did any of them say anything that we didn't see or did they just, uh, they only, they, it seems as if only Anissa some, said something, but everybody kind of like, I, if I remember correctly, I don't want to, I, mean, I might be wrong, but if I remember correctly, the moment she said the, the, the calling me a whole thing, it was like everybody. Tori said don't say that Laurel said don't say that it was like everybody kind of just turned around and I can't remember like who else to be honest but everybody like, you heard it from all different sides of the stage everybody was like whoa you're not about to do that like multiple different people um then as soon as that happens Olivia like Olivia even like stopped mid-sentence and she was like what you guys are not gonna do she's like Norris is a fucking amazing person amazing friend and you guys are not gonna look like it was like a whole thing um they obviously don't show that but yeah they all had my back um and even after that I think everybody came majority of the cast came up to me after that and they all told me like I handled that situation very well because like I said I was getting put down for no reason and that's why I went off you know what I mean yeah. so Yeah.
sense. I think the whole you and Jordan thing was maybe blown out of proportion. Um, it seemed like you were just like cuddle buddies that like got along. And I think Jordan had good points for that whole situation as well. But I do think it got blown out of proportion because it, it did fit the storyline of, you know, these scorned exes and this whole thing. And I don't know, Jordan's like kind of a lover boy. You know what I mean? So oh, like before that's like so as I got to know him as a friend, like before there was like connection between us that's actually why i liked him so much um because i normally like guys who wear their heart on their sleeves like that's me like i i hate the nonchalant guys that act like they don't care no i want you to fall in love in two weeks like please <laughs> um so i did i that's actually one of the first few things i really liked about him aside from like him being a great competitor and everything else i was like oh you really are a lover boy like no wonder i was like you really yeah. do yeah, he is. I've also seen his OnlyFans, and so I get it. I also get it. So, <laughs> I'm not mad at anybody. I get it. No, I understand. I, Jordan is amazing, and I wish, like, I wish I would have liked the good boy more than the bad boy, to be honest. Like, I I, I played I played myself with that one, because Jordan is definitely the better man. I don't know if he's a good boy though. So I think you're better off doing you for right now. <laughs> right now. Um, okay. Here's the thing. I think this was Nelson's best played season for a long time. Um, and I think it's because he had you by his side. He hadn't won a daily challenge in 54 challenges. And then you came along and you were like, Nope, we're changing that. And he won two. That's a huge deal. So the thing where it went wrong is he, I think that Nelson made a lot of bad political moves, a lot of bad voting moves. And you kind of said in confessionals, like, you know, he's the vet. I'm going to let him, you know, kind of take the reins on that, which is fair. But do you wish you would have done things differently? Oh my, there's so many things I really, really wish I did differently. Just from the, from the first one that we won, um, from the first one that we won, there were completely different people that were my targets personally. Um, and there was just a lot of different, um, it just sucked because Nelson at the first time we won, there was just so many different moves I wanted to do, but he had so many connections with people that they were all just in his ear. And at that point I knew, I knew that the game was going to switch. Right. So I'm like, okay, it's still early in the game. The game will switch at some point. And I thought, I never th thought it was going to be teams, but I was like, it might go to individuals. So mm -hmm. at that point, it was like Nelson telling me like, hey, just so you know, we can make these big moves, but these people are going to have my back if things go individual and they're definitely going to put a target on your back if it goes to being individuals because you're making big moves from the beginning. And so I kind of had to think about that. I was trying to think of my own game long term. And mm -hmm. then the second time around when we won again, like I always I will continuously say it. Amber was never our choice, which is why they don't have any conversations of us ever saying, yeah, we're putting Amber and Chauncey in. Uh, we decided, well, I said Nelson decided about three minutes before we walked into the elimination stage that he wants to throw her in randomly because Nani had just cried to him. Um, but that one right there is probably the biggest regret. Like I still regret ever putting in Nani and Cha I mean, putting in, Ch uh, Chan Chauncey and Amber because, mm -hmm. but Nani were always my number one. Like I didn't care about anything else. I wanted bananas out, had nothing to do with Nani, but I wanted bananas out. Um, I didn't even want to see him make it anywhere near the final. Like that was just like, he was my number one person at that point. I was like, okay, well, Jordan would have been number one if he wasn't partnered with Anissa and they weren't 
winning at the time. So I was like, okay, next one, it has to be bananas and bananas and Nani because they're the next best team aside from us. I was like, no, they got to go. And we didn't, we didn't make the, the right decision. That's okay. It happens. You'll know better for next time. Um, if they had partners next time, male, female partners, if you can pick any male in the challenge universe to be your partner, who would you pick and why? Oh, 1000%. It'd be Jordan, hands down. Um, <laughs> not, not only is he an amazing competitor, um, but I also like what you guys don't see um, is that Jordan wakes up like every day that we had a challenge or anything like let's say they're like, all right, guys, you guys have to be up at 630 in the morning. Like Jordan would set his alarm for an hour and a half prior and go run and work out outside while everybody's sleeping and we're sleep deprived and he wouldn't drink. He's so like motivated in what he does that I think for if I had the opportunity to come back, I would love someone like that. Someone that's super motivated and takes their craft seriously because sometimes I lose focus and it's nice to have someone who's real grounded and, you know, obviously yeah. he's, he's already won multiple times, so he knows what he's doing. So for sure. I think you and Darrell would be good partners too. I was thinking about that, you know, before we came on here, I think that would be a good partnership. And we uh, had a great they don't show any of that either, but Darrell and I also had a really, like he was someone else. Like we would spend hours, like, hours like we would get snacks and go like I'll sit on one side of the bunk bed he sat on the other one we would talk for hours pegging out on snacks like he was a great vibe yeah he's a really really good guy is there anybody who like when you got the call and you're like on the plane are you like hoping secretly is like in the house oh let's see um I prior to meeting him was Kyle okay. just because he I was like, oh, he's going to be a huge, like, he's going to be so much energy in my house that I knew that was going to be a great time. Um, Wait, what I, do you mean prior to meeting him? Like, now that you met him, you don't care if he's in the house or you met oh, him no, no, it's no. over? But I'm saying, like, I didn't, okay. re- oh, even now, even more, I would love for him to be in the house. Okay. <laughs> but before going in there, I had, oh, I had already said Kyle just because, like, they always they show I feel like he's one of the few people that they actually show more of his personality than they show anything else. And he is a great competitor, but he is really funny. Like he just seems like someone that everybody can get along with. So I I was excited for that. And obviously CT. Yeah. Um, and then for the women, like I've met Cam before, but I would have loved to play alongside of her. Um, just to watch her her political and social game, like in person. Yeah. Seeing if me and her would have been able to work together. Definitely would have loved to see that. Honestly, and Cara Maria, um, she was probably one of the, while I was in the house, she was, her and Polly were one of the top two people I wanted to see because everybody hates them. I truly don't know what the drama is, but like hearing all the, all the hate behind their names, like to me, like that's kind of like what is it is for me. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I want to see, I want to see like it in person. I want to see it go down in person. I want to see people still have that same energy and like hatred. I just want to know. I just want to. Yeah. You know, they won't, but, um, it's interesting that you were in the house and you heard the Cara and Polly hate, and they weren't even in the house. Like, that's the part that's interesting. The whole, the whole thing to me. And I know that you've talked about it on other podcasts, but I just want to put it out there that people were still talking about them, even though they weren't in the house. Um, so non-challenge related, I see you at target all the time. Uh, <laughs> so just to clarify, that's you in the target ads, right? Yeah. I get asked a lot, but yes, that is me. And it's crazy because that ad is actually the first big campaign I ever booked. Okay. And 
saying I I always think it's so cool because it was the first like I moved out to LA five years ago and it was the first job I got after getting signed with my agency and now it's like the biggest thing out there and they've renewed it for another two years the other day like this past summer so it's it's just funny how I'm like that's the first one and that's the one that everybody sees the most it's pretty cool I see it all the time. It's like right by the, like the seasonal candies, like for me. And I like love seasonal candy. So I see you all the time. So so funny. Outside of reality TV, what's like your big goal? Cause you are always on the move. You're always making moves. So um, what do you, you know, in 10 years, even five years, where do you see yourself? So I do still, I absolutely love modeling. Um, I can genuinely say like, it's one of those things where like, when I'm consistently booked, like I, I enjoy waking up in the morning and knowing that I have a shoot day. So for me, um, because I do love modeling so much, I definitely want to continuously want to continue that for as long as I can. Um, I have been recently thinking about getting more into acting only because I have so many opportunities that have kind of have fallen into my lap and I don't have the background in acting, but I do I do believe if I were to take it more seriously, like you guys would probably catch me on a scripted show uh, pretty soon just because I'm pretty well connected, yeah. um, which is such a blessing. Um, so there's that. But genuinely, I have some other things in the works right now, but I'm hoping uh, within the next five years, sooner than five years, you guys will also see me um, as a producer director, um, hopefully for my own TV show as well, not me being the face of it but I I'm also in the works of doing things like that um I want to I love being in front of the camera but I also am really good behind it so I I do uh right now I'm kind of in the works of like you know putting on the new a new a new hat so it's gonna be a producer hat um love so, that. But, yeah if you could guest star on any show what would you like is it acting or acting we'll say acting if it could be any show, ooh, maybe Euphoria, because I know I I look like I could be one of those high schoolers like them. Um, and I get told that a lot. Um, if not, maybe a show like Have You Seen Power? Yeah. Power is like one of my favorite shows. That would be a dream. Like that would be so cool to be a so one of those two. That would be cool. Is there like a brand that you like really want to model for that you just haven't yet? So I used to work social media wise with uh, Savage X, Rihanna's lingerie brand, um, okay. and I. So, but I've always wanted to model with them. But realistically, it's just it's so hard for me as a model who's a bit on the shorter side. And then now, um, I side side note, but a few years ago when I was first getting to modeling, like I would say I was starving myself because they wanted me to be so skinny and so small. Um, where now I'm so happy in my body and the gaining the weight and the fitness and the muscle and everything that I have that it's going to be very hard to get certain bookings, but I would have loved to be able to book something like Versace or Louis Vuitton. Um, but those more high end designer brands, they like models that are about five, 10, a hundred pounds. Yeah. So very hard, but that, that would be a dream come true. Yeah. Yeah. Fenty, you should do Fenty skin. Like they have the new skin. I love, I love, I love shooting beauty too, because it's effortless. I can just show up in sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. No, your body is so sick. We were talking about this the other day. Like your, your body is insane. Like people pay for the body that you have. So. And I, I, I can, I can genuinely say like, it's been built in the gym. Like if 
like I, I I still see like right now recently since I've been getting a lot of the hate all over again um one of the comments that I get a lot which is funny to me now because I can say yeah it made sense back then not now but like they call me Spongebob all the time what literally like I see that all the time they're like her Spongebob built ass and I just die laughing because I'm like okay well I get that when I was on are you the one like and like I get it my body was so different but once I found fitness and found this newfound journey I'm like you guys can't say that because I have curves the booty is growing so I'm like I just thought it was funny because I still see that all the time like they'll comment that under my pictures they're like you Spongebob built I'm like okay well shit <laughs> God, that's so fucked up. I thought you were going to say people said you had a BBL or something like that. I was not expecting SpongeBob. Yeah, the opposite. Oh, growing up in middle school, like it was like a, it reminds me, yeah, back in middle school, they used to call me pancake. They were like, yeah, you're flat in the front, flat in the back. Hilarious. <laughs> so I used to get called, I used to cry all the time. So when they call me SpongeBob now, it honestly just reminds me of that back then. But I'm like, I got boobs and I got a little bit of booty now. So I'm yeah. not SpongeBob. So I can laugh at did you buy the boobs and build the booty? I, oh, everything is completely real. I've never touched anything on myself. I didn't, here's the thing. So um, I, a lot of women, you can tell when their boobs are fake because like they get really high profile, right? Um, mm -hmm. So like my boobs, nobody could ever tell they're fake because they are low profile and they look super real and everything. So I'm always like, when someone has like bionic boobs like you, I'm like, are those real? You know what? Now, now I'm going to jump on the hate train because it's all real. <laughs> like, forget it. I'm mad now. And it's funny because, you know, um, now since I've like hung out with like the cast after filming. So when I was filming, uh, 38, they literally, it was just funny because they, uh, I would tell, like I was, I had maybe bees while I was filming. Um, I also was 110 pounds at the time. So I had also wasn't really eating while filming the challenge just because the food was disgusting. So I kept telling them, I, I, like, I'm like, guys, if I was wearing if I was wearing this shirt outside of here and I was actually eating, like, I promise you, I have double D's. And like, literally, I remember I think I was saying it to like, it was like me, Olivia, like Devin and Bananas. Like we were all jokingly hanging out together, saying something like that. And they both looked at me. They're like, yeah right and I was like I swear to god and then Anissa was like yeah everybody like we were sitting there and everybody's like Nurice double d's and I'm like I swear to god double d's like I'm and I kept telling I told everyone no one believed me we leave the house and everyone instantly starts DMing me and they're like oh shit you really weren't lying and I was like I told you guys like my boob my body fluctuates a lot yeah. so the moment I lose or gain weight like my boobs are probably one of the first things to come or go yeah, that's very lucky. See, this is why people hate you because they're jealous. Like, <laughs> they're like yeah, her boobs are real too. Like, like, that's all real. Like, that's all. Like, that's upsetting. No, I. That's amazing. I your reunion look was definitely one of my favorites for sure. You look great. I know you were all taped up in there. I'm sure. I don't know. Well, yeah, a lot of people too have been saying they're like, "How did MTV just let your nipples be on?" I was like, actually, it was black electrical tape. So the reason why. Looks, but but we cut it into like a little circle so it could just cover it. So it literally looks as if it's, they're still out, but it was actually taped. But I'm yeah, they forced, they forced me. We started filming and I would say about 30 seconds to a minute after the host started talking, they literally stopped everything and they're like, Nurice, come over here. I was like, okay, I already knew. Yeah. Like, Tape on your boobs. I was like, all right, sounds good. Sorry, forgot my nipple covers. <laughs> uh, it's safe to say you would do the show again. 100%. Uh, um, it was a, such an amazing experience. Um, literally such an amazing... And I, I can genuinely say, like, I loved meeting everybody, too. I loved everything I went through. Even, even, even like, 
the drama with Raven. I truly enjoyed the everything that I went through because I always take those experiences as like learning lessons. Like now, cool. Now I know moving forward, like I experienced it. And now it's only now I just get better from those those moments, you know, just learn to. Did you go to high school in Maine? I went to high school and college in Maine. Okay, so in high school, were you voted anything in your high school yearbook? I wasn't. um, I wasn't popular so I was never gonna be I was never even gonna be nominated if that makes sense like I wasn't ever someone that was even gonna be considered anything like I wasn't yeah I was never gonna be voted for nothing but then when I went to college it was different I wasn't voted for anything but I think I think in college it would if we would have done superlatives uh I probably would have won a few things there because my my dynamic in college was so different than like high school Uh well, in high school, I was voted most likely to be on The Real World because I was a bitch. So that's why I was voted that. Um, and I'm here for it. Even now, like as a teacher, I still like get voted things in the yearbook, like most likely to be famous, like stuff like that. So it's my reputation precedes itself. But if we had a yearbook right now in 2023, what would the people that know you and love you the best vote you most likely to? Um, okay, there'd be a few. Okay, <laughs> I would hear them. A lot of my friends that a lot of people don't know. Um, they're bad though, but I know because I've asked my friends this before, and the most likely to go to jail one would definitely would be me. Um right. <laughs> that would definitely be me. Um, I definitely would say most likely to like if it was back then in high school, they probably would say most likely to be famous. Um and maybe best dressed. The best dress would be number one. Best dress would be number one. <laughs> I want you to know that my, the episode title is for sure going to be most likely to go to jail because I think that is so funny. But what would you go to jail for is what I want to know. Oh, you see people, I'm, I, as my, you guys see it on TV as well, but I actually am really feisty. I really am that real life. Um, and I'm very outspoken in real life as well. So, um, I also am as people don't like, I'm also that person who doesn't ever let anyone else get bullied. Um, and I feel like a lot of times I've been, I mean, I'm in situations where I have a mouth and I have, I can speak up for somebody. So there's a lot of times where I'm in situations like that, where other people are getting put down and I'm, I'm quick to defend somebody and get myself in situations that I should not put myself in because I'm defending other people. And I think that sure. happens more likely than less um, because I'm just so like, I don't know what that would be considered, but I'm like, uh-uh, you're not going to talk down on her. You're not going to be mean to him. You're not. And I'd do it for random people, too. Like, I put myself in situations like that with random people, and I'm just like, why am I this way? I'm an empath. I feel people's emotions, and I hate when people feel down, so. Are you a Scorpio? I'm an Aquarius. Oh, me too. Really? Yeah. I said your birthday just passed. When was your birthday? January 28th. Oh, shit. Okay, mine's February 13th. Okay. Yeah. So I'm an Aquarius and like first, like a hundred percent really, they say Aquarius, like have like a lot of conspiracy theory things. Not, yeah, I, do. I don't really have that though. Me either. Like, I always think everybody's lying, but I also watch a lot of reality TV. I'm sure like you're in LA, you know, like this Vanderpump rules shit is like popping off. I right haven't now. seen it before and I have to watch it because like anybody that knows me knows like reality TV is genuinely my guilty pleasure. Like I watch any and all reality TV. I really do genuinely have always loved it. Like since I was little. So I've never got into the Vanderpump rules yeah, and I've seen it really I would give anything to watch Vanderpump Rules for the first time again. And really? like, 
Oh, for sure. This is probably so not appropriate, but I was telling one of my kids today, I was like showing them. I was like, this is Tom and this is Kristen. I was like telling the whole thing. And they were like, what? They were like, my friend from are you the one today? She posted a video of herself. She had propped up the phone and she was telling her boyfriend all the tea about Vanderpump. So she's like, and then this guy did this. And she goes, but she's like tapping. She's like, and then guess what? He's like, what? She's like, and then blah, blah, blah happened. And then Chris said this. And it was just funny because I was like, I don't know what she's talking about, but it was seemed like a lot of tea. It is insane. It is the best thing ever. And you need to watch Vanderpump. But I like, seriously, thank you for coming on. I can't wait to see you on 39, 40, whatever. Um, you're going to make, don't let Nelson make decisions for you anymore. I love you, Nellie T, but Narice is going to no, make never, her own but- choices. We have talked, you know, if, if I do have the opportunity to come back and if I do have the opportunity also to come back on a season where he's with me, he, we, it's, I do love him so much and I have to just give him a shout out because he did say like, we've talked and he's like, I hope you know too, like, I will always have your back. And he was like, and I get, and I get people even still to this day, they're, they, you know, they're going to tell him to be selfish. And he was like, everyone's going to tell me to be selfish, but if I have the opportunity to have your back, I'm always going to have your back. And I was like, well, you better. But I was like, same. <laughs> 